0: what is up everybody welcome into another episode wednesday edition of more important issues i uh you know sunday actually like the last couple weeks um last couple episodes we have almost exclusively talked about baseball and i think tonight is just going to be my rant about a single not even not even about baseball a single call in today's game versus alabama i'm very upset about it because i just I mean, I don't even want to argue about, like, the validity of it, whether it was, like, you know, whether there was interference there or not. The fact that, like, no one knows the rule. Or, like, the, they didn't call the rule correctly if they were going to call interference. I'm very upset about it. Tennessee lost today, though, against Alabama. We'll talk about that. They do st- hey, they did make it to the second round already. So, it is double elimination territory. They play Mississippi State tomorrow. Um, what time is that game? 1030. Oh, wow. Early risers. Um, so – Mississippi State tomorrow. This is a winner go home game for them in the in the SEC tournament. <clears throat> they do still have some more postseason to play, um, but a heartbreaker to Alabama definitely today. It was tough, uh, but we will talk about um, baseball. The SEC awards have been announced. A couple of balls found their name on that list as well. Tennessee picked up to still benefiting. I guess that really wouldn't be the transfer portal, right? Was he committed somewhere else? was he – no. I mean, yeah, that's it's, just that – junior, junior college, yeah. yeah he's he's 2021. 20, I was about to say benefit from the transfer portal, but that's not true. Even though he has played at the college level, it was Juco. Um, and then we, pro- we were doing – well, you know, Landon, I don't, I don't think we did this right. We, we promised QB talk this episode. I don't think we planned for, like, how long it's – how much we're going to rant about a single call. So – yeah, so we might not get to it, and that's <laughs> fine. Uh, we I'm keep sure, pushing we'll, it off. I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, later on in the season too. But uh, I, I think or we're late, sure. later on in the off season. But yeah, if we get to, it, we get to it. If we don't, we don't. You know, it, it's a good thing about having your own show you can talk about whatever you want, So Do anything you want. Um, yeah. But yeah, drop them in the chat. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. Let us know where you guys are listening from. What y'all are up to on this fine Wednesday evening. The heat's almost done, at least for uh, a couple days. So that's nice. Um, we've also got some segments for you doing uh, what's trending this week. I've got a, I got a couple good topics here, so uh, we'll we'll get to that. And stupidity is an epidemic as well. Um, we need to look up the umpires' names because it's just them. They're the stupid ones this week. So they are the stupid ones. I mean, it's just we're gonna get into it in a second, but it's unbelievable. Like I, I literally was dumbfounded today. I want to go back and watch every double play from this season because you're going to see very, very similar plays to what you saw today. Just out of spite. And I want to know how many got called for interference. I mean, getting called for interference twice, it's it's unbelievable. The, The Jordan Beck one. I mean, like, my thing is, like, why are we doing reviews?
1: Well, Isn't first number
0: one. First off, how many reviews were there in just like the last two innings? I mean, they reviewed everything. Why are you even on? Like, just make it. I mean, yeah, just put the Umps in Birmingham and have them ref the game from there if you're going to do that. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Also, inter like and that like, I I, I want to be careful about saying this because Tennessee would have lost it either way because it got called on the field. But a play like interference, a complete judgment call, shouldn't be reviewable anyways, right? Yeah, and I mean, it basically wasn't because they, <laughs> yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. Well, I mean, they came out. I, I tweeted it, and I believe it. I think the ump was saying that he came, he went out of the baseline initially. Like, that was the interference call. He, he went um, oh, yeah, away from the bag. Yep. He went away from the bag. And that's why it was interference. And then they go to the booth and they find out, oh, he didn't go away from the back. Oh, but good, good thing he did hit him in the nuts. So we'll just call it that. And that's that. That their explanation to Tony was hit him in the hit him in the nuts. That was their explanation to him. Which is a new one for me. So, and yeah, I, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, like, I just like it's kind of like the the Reese maben against Appalachian State, like he's coming in and doing everything correctly, but the way everything happens, it looks like he hit this dude in the nuts, which, I mean, technically the runner or the, the fielder could get out of the way if he wanted to. Yeah, and someone But he, he saying- did a good job of selling it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and on the on the oh, I just watched an angle from right behind first base, uh, like right before we got on. And if you wanted to call it out on his right hand, which again I'm like, where? What do you do with your right hand in that situation? His right hand is extended out from his body, and like but it does make contact. It's not like raised. No, 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 up no, no. no, no, like no, no, no. That, that's his place. left hand. See, that's my problem with no, the left okay. hand that they called it on. His left hand stays inside of his shoulders. Like yeah, it's that- not way out here reaching. It's not like he he wasn't making it bigger than his body. His right hand, but I go back into go anybody in the world right now, if you believe that he meant it maliciously, like his, if you believe he could have done something like something differently with his right and left hands, go and slide, take videos of you slotting 10 times and show me where your arms go. Like show me. Cause they're going to be in very, very similar positions as his, especially if you put somebody, somebody's body in front of you and you got to protect yourself. But, yeah, the, the but his right hand, close. his right hand is a little extended out from his body. So if you want to call it that, call it that, I could at least be like, yeah, you yeah, know, maybe. That's not what you did though. You did you didn't call the rule correctly. And that's what someone was arguing with me about the rule. So a few people. And um you, okay, let's do our sponsors. Let's get into baseball. I know, or yeah. you know what? Let's just get into it. We'll get our sponsors later. This is our show. We get to do whatever we want. <laughs> and I'm asserting my I'm asserting my dominance. And it's funny you mentioned the app state thing. Drew Fox just said he was Appalachian mad. So. Apple watching App State call Appalachian Mad that that fits there for me. Um, but the first, like again, they didn't say he ran out of the baseline, they did or slid out of the you know, they they didn't say he didn't slide directly into the bag, which is what the rule reads, right? Oh, god, okay. And he, I do want to mention because you brought up a good point before the show. You're like, where was the guy at? He's behind second base, so there's no way he sees his arm hit him in the nuts. No, right? There's not a chance. Like so he literally used that, like he called him out because there was contact. He said interference. They reviewed it and said, oh, he slid perfectly, but his arm is out. Let's use that as a crutch. That's literally what happened. Yeah. And and, and then let's get, you know, let's get into it like more than just like a bad call. Because it was a bad call. Like Yeah, it's terrible. For, I mean, sorry, he, sorry, sorry. I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say it's a bad call because that I don't I don't think I'm characterizing it correctly. It was a tough call to make and you made it to decide the game like yeah. i'm i'm not even willing to say you just made the absolutely incorrect call i am willing to say you did not implement the rules correctly in that scenario i do not think you did i'm not but it's a bang bang play it's a bang bang call but if you're an umpire you better free, if you're a ref in any sport you better freaking know what's going on in the game and you better know the situations and, and there you should know that you decided that ball game right then and there and yeah, you did it because whatever Max Ferguson did, even if he made contact or not, he beat the throw. Like, it, it would have been over with anyway. If it's a no call, he, be, he beats it out. Like, if they don't make any kind of contact, he beats out the throw, and it's over. It, it's it's so – and, it's so stu- And again, I just don't get how you go to the booth and you conf- – and, like, that's another thing. That rule is in place to, for uh, – it is in place for egregious errors, ones where guys go out of the baseline with their studs up, attacking the second baseman or shortstop, whoever's making the play at second there. That is what that rule is there to protect him. Not for guys who are just doing their best to get in the way to make a play hard to make. His studs weren't up. he If you were going to say he punched him in the groin, good grief. Punched him in the groin during his slide. Get the hell out of here. like That's just not the case. It, that rule was made to to protect egregious offenses, and you implemented it in the ninth inning of a walk-off ball game in a SEC tournament. You have no business being an official if you're making those calls. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, you, you just you, number one, you don't make that call like ever. A soft ass uh, call. Yeah, that's, you, that's you the can't thing. even tell what happens if you can actually tell when a play happens. Like you can tell if somebody's out of the baseline. You can tell yeah. like if their cleats are up. If they cleat somebody, you can see that. But like that, you could not see. You couldn't say one hundred percent that he did that until right. you went to your review. And and still, like there wasn't. But you weren't going to overturn it anyway. Every everyone who who's who's watched any any amount of baseball, even if it was the Sports Center top ten plays, you know what an egregious interference play is on a double play attempt. You know what it is. You've seen it until they until they implemented the rule in the MLB. You saw it every single game. Guys going out of their way to to bring down the the fielder in that situation, that just wasn't the case. He Max Ferguson did everything by the rules there, and, and I mean he, I, I think it's hard to argue he even tried to make contact. He just tried to get in the guy's way. The guy still the guy ran forward. I mean, because he was yeah. trying to make a play too. I don't even know how you how can you say who who initiated contact in that situation. Both have a right to that space. Both of them do, and contact is legal. Like I, I want to throw that out the, there too. Well, because that's the biggest thing. So in this situation, like, people are mad because, like, oh yeah, he did touch him. You can touch somebody if you but, slide legally. You can that. That's can it. Initiate contact. It like he could have freaking cut his head off if he slid to second though directly to second. Contact's legal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's the that's the thing that pisses me off about how the SEC. <coughs> interpreted the rule they didn't come back from that replay and tell vitello hey it was an illegal slot like that they didn't do that they said he hit him in the nuts then what was the slot legal because that's all that matters if he went directly to the bag it's legal it's that simple he has a right to that space and and even if you're saying like oh he reached out with his arm and hit him in the nuts that's not true because like if there's contact being made, if you go slide and you hit, make contact. What are you gonna do if somebody's about to fall on you? You put your hand up, right? It's it, it, it is. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just just take the, and it gets into this. Just take review out of the out of the games if you're not gonna. And Tennessee's gotten hosed on two pretty bad calls in my opinion. Um, the no call at South Carolina that, or sorry, they reversed it. They called him safe at first, and then they came back and said he did keep his foot on the bag. So just this week, Tennessee's gotten hosed on two calls. And I don't, I don't watch much, um, you know, college baseball outside of Tennessee. So I don't know how review looks in, in most games. Um, but I know that very rarely, even, even if they've gone in Tennessee's favor, have I seen calls in baseball, reviews in baseball, and gone, oh, they probably got that one right after the review. It's always like, huh, I don't know if you can change that. And then they come out and change it. Or, wow, they need to fix that, and they come out and no call it. Yeah, I mean, it, even if you thought – he was out by rule, which I I don't think you can really explain it to me. But if you if you want to go down that road, it was a soft ass call. <laughs> it was that, and like that's the bottom line. If you even want to say he ran out of the baseline, that's it's still a soft ass call because again, that, that would not affect the outcome of the play. We it would, know it wouldn't have affected it. We know why the rule was there. We know why it's there. Everyone knows why it's there. It wasn't put in place to um, add more double plays to the game. It was put in place to protect players because guys were being egregious going into second base at times, going completely out of the baseline to to make a uh, a play on the, on the fielder there like that. And that's not what happened today. The rule was used in a terrible way. And like, that's the bottom line. Like it, the rule was used in the worst way possible today. Yep, It's like, yep. it's like, ha- it's like handballs in, in soccer. Like they get used, like the ru- rules are, Like people want to – okay, so just for an example, if you're not a soccer fan, explain it to you. um, Part of the handball rules talk about um, if it makes your body bigger. Well, that rule is meant like if your arm's out here. And some refs will interpret it that if I put my arm down and it hits my arm there, that I made my body bigger. What the – do you want me to do with my arm? Eat it. Get rid of it. That rule is not meant to protect – to keep that from happening. It is meant to protect when guys go up with their arms, up with their arms – up with their arms, it, like it's so stupid, and that's what you saw today. Yeah, I mean that that guy was. I, I said it before the show. That guy's, he was calling that before the play. As soon as he saw that it was going to be a play at second base, he was calling that. Dude, I mean football's a great example too with the with targeting. Targeting was meant, we know the plays targeting was meant to keep out. And it's gotten ruined by guys making incidental contact with their head because for some reason, referees and review officials can't understand that things happen in the run of play. It was meant to protect egregious offenses, and it's just ruined the game. And if you have calls like that at second, if you have calls like that at second, if you're going to say today, that that was a by-the-book call, we're going to call that every single time, you're going to make the game terrible.
1: Yeah, how many I mean, times like, do you
0: think? How many times do you think plays like that happen a second any given day? Like major league players, they they are losing their absolute. I mean, they're going to get a fine. You know, it's a little different than than college. Um, you know, you get thrown out; it kind of hurts your season. But in in like a regular season game in the major league, like uh, those players are getting thrown out because of a call like that. Like they don't I mean, lose their mind if, if you went and like polled all these major league in. Like, middle infielders, if this call was correctly made, all of them would say no. I guarantee it. 99% would say no. So that play today where he doesn't go out of the baseline, he barely makes freaking contact with him. How often in any given day do you think that happens in Major League Baseball, in college baseball, in high school baseball? How often do you think that play, that today's play that we saw that got called interference happens? No, you don't. Uh, I mean, like that. No, no, no. I'm saying that play happens. I'm not saying interference is oh, yeah. called. That's my point. Oh yeah, it it, it happens quite a bit. And as far as like contact being made, but it's yeah. not called. Right, because it's not egregious. Like right, again, it, most small. people. That's what I'm saying. If if you started calling it that way, I hope most people would be like, change the effing rule because this is absurd. Yeah, I, I mean, it's unfortunate because like like you said it. You know after that you you knew Alabama was gonna win that game
1: yeah you know, how many that times took all the
0: all the <laughs> air out of the sale for us how, how many times do you uh you know get teams off the field after celebrations to keep playing the game and they still win yeah it <laughs> like that never, never happen. happens oh. never happens so yeah, yeah I mean congrats I, I hope you feel good about it because yeah you you literally I, I get it like it's in Alabama you know the the replays in Birmingham I get it I just I just wish it wasn't so obvious. <laughs> I mean good dog. Yeah, just try to hide it for me and make me feel bad. Exactly. on myself. Holy crap. It dude, it's it I, again, I just I'll I'll never I'll never understand a call. I'll never understand a call like that. It's like oh my god, what's so frustrating is the people that are like it was an illegal slot. Listen, if you want to call it an illegal slot, at least again at least you're saying like the rule makes sense where they didn't do that today. But at the same time, if you want to call that illegal slide, you're going to have, you're going to have interference, get called five, six times a game. Nah, that would not be too many for a double place, two or three times a game at minimum. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't- also, also if he stays standing there, if Max Ferguson stays standing there, he eats that ball in the face. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what you'd like it's there to protect, but you'd rather a, a player do that than slide perfectly into second base. That's if he would have just stood up and got hit right in the forehead, Tennessee would have won that game. So yeah, great. <laughs> Who's gonna be the first one to do that? To just, not necessarily a Tennessee player. I th- just I think you do <laughs> player. Slide. I, I think yeah, you have to get out role. of the way, don't you? But <laughs> I mean, you can't do it any better than Max Ferguson did it and he got called out for it and got the other runner called out and lost the game. And, um, yeah, I, and there's rules about where runner or excuse me, um, the defense is protected. I mean, was he 100% in that zone? Because I don't think he was. I don't know. It was just, it's soft. It's soft. It's annoying and, I'll, I do like how you mentioned, though. I mean, that Alabama player—he knew he knew what he was doing, which credit to oh, yeah. him. Hey, that's get, that. I'm as much as I hate Alabama, I'm more pissed at the officials over this. That's gamesmanship. You try to get that call every time. Oh yeah, because you know you're not making that play at first, so you, you try you to make that. You don't call. get it because like contact right. is legal, <laughs> right? But you try, and that's I'm not. I'm not mad at him about it. That's that's yeah. one of those. That yeah, it, it's just ridiculous, man. And. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can argue that Tennessee probably should have won that game anyway, but, like, the fact that they did win it is, like, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, what, that's what makes me so frustrated. You beat an SEC team who, you know, had a really good day the day before. And, too, for me, like, that doesn't – you know, we've talked about how, you know, Tennessee's got to take advantage of some situations, and, yeah, that sucks. But, for me, like, that you, – you still – you did everything you could to win that game, and, like you said, won – now, I know the players and the coaches are going to look back and go, we had our opportunities, we got to take advantage of them, because that's what you do when you're a competitor. But, like, you won the game. So all these people saying, well, Tennessee's you know, got to take advantage of it in other situations. My point to that is, if, if they score in other situations, Alabama can score to win or tied or whatever. Like, they still have opportunities within the game. The game was over when the umpire made that call. It ended, and he runs out to make that call. So, no, that is the umpire's fault. The umpire decided the outcome of that game. Yeah, they didn't let Alabama score the runs in the 11th, whatever. But they decided the game was not over at that point and that we were going to keep playing. They decided the outcome. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's tough to, like, feel like you won and then try to go back in the dugout and regroup and, you know, all that. I mean, that's just – a lot to put on a team and like you said, it, it doesn't happen very often where a team celebrates and have to go back in and, and come comes out on top. Yeah, and it ended the inning too. It's not like Tennessee had another chance in that inning. It ended right. the inning. It took yeah. it, it took it two extras. Well, I mean that that's the thing is like I I'm not sure on the rule like if that's called if the runner has to go back to third, but if there's no outs, that should be only two and that runner scores anyway. So it would I think the interference called it, I think if Mason I remember, Go-Go. but okay. again, I saw like so the many Mason. rule books. Well, I saw so many rule books though too. So I don't even know if it was MLB or NCAA. Cause they yeah, all And, and I don't get, I don't get the Tennessee fans like going and pulling up, you know, if you're in the media, whatever. But I mean, a Tennessee fan. Oh, you know, it looks like the, the rule was correct. If they explain what the rule was. I don't have to. To be fair, they did it. poorly explain what. The rule oh was. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I knew, <laughs> I knew what had happened, but it, it right. was just a soft, call and it shouldn't be made in that situation ever ever but it, but again what pisses me off even more about it's like the rule doesn't clearly because it's a, because like let me just say this too those kind of plays are almost entirely judgment calls oh yeah so it's like the rule's never going to accurately explain it so when you throw the rule book at me going well this is what the rule says that doesn't mean shit to me because they can still interpret it however the hell they want to interpret it so who cares I mean if it was so clear cut, they wouldn't have to go to review. <laughs> ooh, that's a good point, isn't it? <laughs> also they wouldn't have to walk back their original statement and come up with a new one if it was so clear cut right or a team wouldn't have thought that they won if it was so clear cut or a team wouldn't have thought that they had lost if it was so clear- cut true there was some glove there were some Alabama gloves hit the ground guys so yeah, punch them in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. Oh, glad you mentioned that because I went off on this tangent. Totally forgot about that. I think we should be able to go back to replay. And if Alabama's, was it shortstop or second baseman? Whoever it was. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was if, the they, if they weren't holding their nuts when they got up, he should be safe because that means he didn't hit him on the nuts and the upset he did. So, yeah. Or we take his man card, one or the other. Yeah, he might have liked it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate because, like you said, it was—you it was, know—affected the outcome of the game, and you know, Tennessee was got on the losing end, so that sucks. Because now you have to play an, elimina- an elimination game tomorrow morning against a, a good Mississippi State team. And, and probably I know that, who's more pissed off after today, Tennessee or Mississippi State? Mississippi State got whooped. Um, it's gonna be two just like angry dudes going at it. Yeah, I mean, like I will say this: like Tennessee's bats they gotta they gotta be better, I mean when you're not getting an ace, you're not getting like a, a regular starter you gotta take advantage of that, and mm-hmm. you know they did they did have more hits in Alabama they had ten hits, Alabama only had six, but most of those hits were with two outs and you know it's hard to get runners around when you know you're only hitting the ball with two outs right um 's so gotta do a better job of that and, and like you said just just gotta get runners in when when you got them on base, and they weren't able to do that enough apparently um so, but they were. Let's mention that. Right. They yeah, were able they to. Were. Just enough. But uh, it is what it is. Um, I mean, Alabama just looks destined at this point, right? I mean, they look like that Auburn team with the Chris Davis. And, you know, they just look destined to win the SEC tournament right now. Yeah, they better hope they don't get an ump from Auburn or something. Or... Oh, yeah, they're screwed. <laughs> Definitely. Dude, is... I, I saw a guy, and this is hilarious, he, uh, he said cry about it. On my on my tweet after the game, talking about it, and uh, I I went looked at his tweets because I was like, this dude slaw, and uh, he goes to Alabama. He literally put after they after Alabama had won, put play Dixie alight. I'm like, yeah, play, oh play that song, play that song about Tennessee. All right. Well, we just yeah. had our first, uh, which I knew someone. I'm surprised it took this long for someone to say it to me. Uh, if the role was reversed, you'd be talking about how the call was correct. Typical Vol fans. First off. Not typical Vol fans. Typical sports fans. <laughs> you idiot. All right. Second off, you're probably right. Third off, I'm probably laughing hysterically that we somehow won that game thanks to the ups. If we were in the other situation, yeah, because that's I don't I don't remember any time that that's ever happened where Tennessee <laughs> has benefited anything from officiating well and i hate alabama so of course i'm gonna find it hilarious um i i can promise you this because i've seen a lot of calls go tennessee's way that i've been dumb in my 26 year life and um I'm, I'm pretty confident when i can you know notice bad calls or notice questionable calls um but yeah you're right i would totally love it if it rolls are reversed um if you want to make that happen max call me man we can do it we can reverse those roles tennessee can be winning on some bull crap calls. I'll take it every day of the week. You will never hear me complain. So when every win in the record, (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just kind of dumb, but um, that's the dumbest take I've seen today, actually. But like we would, we wouldn't necessarily agree with the call.
1: We would just just literally
0: laugh that it happened. Like, ha ha. Our player, you know, gets somehow hit in the nuts because of legal contact, and um, we end up winning the game because of it. I'll take a shot in the nuts for a win. Oh, 100%. You always take a shot in the nuts for a win, especially against Alabama. Even if it didn't actually, it just grazed my nuts. I'll act like (laughs) Like, she's the man when uh, Amanda Bonds is acting like a guy. She gets hit in the nuts, and everybody's like, ooh. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, for the love of God. That's That's a great movie that Emily doesn't like, by the way. I want yeah. I was like thinking, like, we were like watching movies one night, and I was like, let's find a movie we both like. I was, I was like, heck? surely she's the man we could agree upon. She's like, I don't really like that movie. It's very shocked. I mean, she gets drilled with soccer ball. <laughs> and again, I think we got to check to see if Alabama's player did that or not. I think that's important to whether the correct call was made. Yeah. Um, what we, with reviews, what are we looking at? I mean, are, are we looking at where this guy made the call from? Or are we looking at the guy that, you know, gets hit in the nuts? And, and you know if he actually grabs his nuts, I don't know. And I just wish there was like some. And this is for every level of officiating: high school, college, um, NFL, NFL, MLB, uh, NBA, sp- specifically because they have like actual ref organizations. Like for a lot, like for a lot of these dudes, it's pretty much a full time jobs. Um, I really wish they would like just be transparent. Like, hey, this dude missed the call. This is what the call should have been. And yeah, we can't change the outcome of the game, but like we're going to get it corrected for next time. Because I'm sick of like these dudes getting on ESPN and Fox and being like, well, the correct call was made here. And uh, here's why when everyone in the world knows the call is incorrect. And then like, you know, they don't, the organizations never say anything. And sometimes you see guys demoted and taken off, you know, game duties, but it's pretty rare. Um, and I'm not necessarily asking, like, obviously, if they're constantly making bad and egregious calls, they need to be removed. But it's, I just, I like, why can you not come out and just be like, hey, the call was wrong? We want everyone to know what the correct call should be. Our ref's been educated on it. And the goal is to get it right next time. I understand personally, I know Max and and most sports fans don't understand this. I shouldn't say most, some like I know that the refs aren't always going to get it right. I understand that, but it's really frustrating when they act like they're always right. That's very frustrating. Um, And then it's very, very frustrating. They can't answer when they're wrong or they can't answer when they're wrong. Or when they go to a review, and can't get it right. That's very frustrating. Or overturn a right call <laughs> that happened against the Or South Carolina. overturn a right call. Or in that situation, overturn a call that I, I just—I don't know if it's the right call, but I don't see how anyone could know it's the right call. I feel like in this that is, situation, this is Penny Hardaway's fault. Like he told Everything everybody that that we had the the bald fist and, and so the official just assumed that max ferguson's fists were bald and hit him in the nuts i agree i agree i think i think this is a perfect thing to blame on penny hardaway yeah and um yeah you know i do want to i do i guess we've kind of talked about the game but you know it, and it's tough I, I like you said alabama actually you know alabama's played well the past two days uh um, i mean they played well when tennessee beat them earlier in the season Yeah. You know, that's one, and and we talked about this on Sunday. I was like, you know, I I was looking and when we got uh, stuck with um, uh, Alabama and um, Ole Miss, I was like, man, those are two teams I really don't want to face because you're going to play the winner of them. And then I was like, South Carolina, sorry. And I was like, well, to be fair, there's not a single team in the SEC that I really want to face, but yeah, South Carolina or uh, I mean both South Carolina and Alabama gave Tennessee their fair, their fair share of, you know, all they've got. And um I mean, you knew you were gonna get a fight out in Alabama. I mean, credit to Alabama. They they played well. And they're playing they're they're wanting a shot at a regional. So they have to win these right. games. Like it's it's do or die for them. So yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get their best shot. But I, I feel like Tennessee I feel like Will Heflin pitched pretty good. Sean Hunley. Um it's just kind of unfortunate how things kind of turned out for you. Um I thought Camden Sewell pitched pretty well. He had a walk that, you know, uh, Caused a run to score, but you know, I feel like Tennessee had didn't have a lot of they had two errors, but they didn't have a lot of mistakes today to really lose in the ball game. And the fact that they had it won and then ended up losing is just, I guess, that's just the definition of being a Tennessee fan. Like Tony Vitillo said, this isn't an easy jersey to wear, but we take pride in that. I mean, oh, he's one of us. I, I what movie is it? Really like one of us. One, uh, that's what I thought of when I saw it. Yeah, he's not like, he's not going anywhere, right? Like, he, I feel like he loves his place. I mean, I, yeah. and like, he, do, like, he does I, a great I, job of acting like it if he doesn't. Right. I, I mean, he loves this, this program. He loves these players. And that's why anytime, you know, some, like, he thinks one of those players are treated unfairly, like, he lets people know about it. Um, and, like, he's not shy of what he has to say in a press conference. You know, if he thinks right. something's wrong, he's going to tell you, yeah, I didn't like it, didn't agree with it, but, you know, what the hell else can I do? Right. And, you know, you talk about whether Tony V. loves this place. And I think – I mean, I've, I said it on Sunday. I think you got to make the financial commitment to him, but I think more importantly, you, had, you just have to make a commitment to the baseball program as a whole. Upgrading the facilities, that, that, I think that's before you even talk about giving Tony V. more money. And I think you'd be on the same page. Upgrading yeah. his facilities and getting him more um, resources for both his players and recruiting. And I, I think that's how you first and foremost keep him. So uh yeah, I mean I think he I, I think there's a lot of um I think he's very happy with this situation. That's not saying he couldn't find a better one because there's a lot of better baseball programs in the programs. I'm not saying teams. I think Tennessee's one of the top teams. There's a lot better programs in the country though than Tennessee right now. Yeah, but, I mean, th- this was his, you know, first head coaching job, so I think that, that goes to say something. We're the first one to give him that opportunity. And if they are making that commitment to the baseball program and those facility upgrades, he has a hand in that. He he kind of yeah. gets to build it how he wants to, and, you know, I, I think Hopefully. he's really interested in that. Hopefully they, they let him be a part of it. He should be. Right. And uh, I think, too, what if I'm Danny White and any Tennessee administrator, anybody that, that has a hand in these decisions – um, I mean, what you need to be looking at is, is this isn't a situation where you're trying to find someone to revive a program going, oh, we can, you know, we can put money into it. We can put time into it. Um, you know, you don't have to go out and actually find that person. You have that guy on campus already. You got the luxury, the luck. I mean, just sheer luck that you found a guy that was able to do it before you made all those commitments. It, this isn't a build it and they will come situation. This is a better you better build it right now or they're going to leave situation. Right. I agree. But how how motivated are you to play tomorrow in this SEC tournament, knowing that you kind of got cheated out of it yesterday? Well, and, you know, I think for if you're a guy that's been a coach in a team that's been kind of top five all year, it, it, me as a coach, this, this is me. It's kind of like, oh, like I'm using this to my advantage. We joke about how does Dabo like convince his team they're underdogs? You know how in this right now, you're like, guys, we just got shafted by the refs. You're not gonna get any help from the officials. You're not gonna get any help from the fans or the other team. Like you just better go out and shove it down someone's throat tomorrow. Like if you want to win, you ain't gonna get it from anybody else. It's it's you and the and the guys next to you, and that's it. So as a coach, I'm like, this is the dream scenario. We're still alive, and now I can like I don't have to bull crap whether the refs are against us. The refs are against us. You want me to show you? I've got proof. And yeah. now you use this motivation, and I think Tony even said it. He's like, "This can either like deflate you or fuel you. Hopefully, it fuels them. I mean, you're definitely trying to use it as fuel if, if you're if you're the coaching staff and even the players. And um, I think it I think it could. It, it's it's all that mental toughness. It, it, I mean, you find out if this team's truly the good thing. I think I don't want to say that because it's SEC tournament and it doesn't mean anything. And the guys, whether they're playing hard or not, they know they're they got more games up like whether I'm not discrediting whether they care that's that's not what I mean but you know in the back of your mind you, you're playing this isn't live or die tomorrow you know you're playing but um you know that with this situation it's like you kind of find out a little bit about their mental toughness like when when the chips you know when when the when the chips kind of fall against you how, how do you respond I, I think you kind of find out because I mean even if, like I think even if the call was correct, I think most people would agree that you're like, that situation sucks for any team involved because, again, it wasn't egregious. So it's like they, they still went against – like everything kind of went against you in that situation. The momentum went against you because you were out celebrating things was in a walk-off. So it's like how do you respond tomorrow against Mississippi State early too? You, you don't have a lot of turnaround time. Yeah, I mean, kind of got to regroup pretty fast. And, you know, th- this team – doesn't shy away from the moment, so I, I think they'll be ready to play tomorrow. But yeah, like you said, there, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Like, you know, there's more than this. Yeah, you know, there, there's more important things than this. I mean, if <laughs> I don't know how mad Tony was after the game, I'm sure he's pretty pissed. But I was, I was livid. I was that mad where I was just like, you know, let's. I think Russell Smith said this. Like, let's pack up, go back home. And let's get ready to play at our home stadium for, you know, a couple weeks. That would have been uh, – I don't know how that works as far as uh, some punishment from the SEC offices, but wouldn't that have been awesome if it was just like, nope, we aren't doing this game? Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you Birmingham SEC offices had a chance to get it right, and they got it wrong. We're not playing this game. We're out. Yeah, I mean, why – I mean, again, going back to the competitor, and you, yeah, you want to play tomorrow, but, like – you also want to save arms. You also want to, you know, be healthy, and, and, and you don't like want that. you don't want to get shafted at every turn. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, what if the same thing happens tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's why I mean, yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's like I don't cheat. I don't know about you guys listening. Um, I don't cheat. So when I find out people are cheating, if you can go, you can go. Okay, oh, if you're gonna cry and complain about it, yeah, I'm gonna cry and complain about it because I've done everything you know I can to legally compete. Like I just want to, I just want to play best on best. That's it. So it pisses me off. So it's like when you feel like you're getting just completely shafted, you don't. That's. I don't think it's crime. I don't think it's crime. I think you're. I think it shows you're even more of a competitor. You're like I just want a fair shot. I'm not asking for you to make the calls for me. I'm asking for you to put the swallow the whistle when it matters. Yeah, and and that's like today, like the that play, like he beats that throw anyway. So it, yeah. it's. Yeah, I'm not asking for you to call an Alabama runner out when it's close. That's not what I'm asking for. Just call it fair. That's yeah, it. Call, call it how you see it. There's no way you saw him punch him in the nuts if you're behind the back. But, yeah, let's let's move on to something else. So, all SEC, speaking hey, of uh, shaft Oh, <laughs> well, I've got a take on this. And I know we disagree, so I think that's good to, to get a little disagreement. And I lost my train of thought now. But, yeah, go ahead, all SEC, because we, uh, we can chat it up a little bit. Yeah, so um, – Tennessee gets four guys, or I guess three guys, listed to all SEC teams. Liam Spence is first team, all SEC, and also all defensive team. Jake Rucker is also first team, all SEC. And then Blade Tidwell is a freshman, all SEC. So, you know, I, I kind of agree to a certain – like I don't disagree that like Dave Horn wasn't deserving. I just think Tony Vitello was maybe more deserving. And and that's fair, you know, for that sense. If you want to say – but, like, a lot of people that are like, well, he he has a top 10, you know, top 10 talent with, you know, uh, a top 10 team. It, yeah, sure. But, I mean, if we want to look at the landscape of college baseball, well, he had to – you know, I think more goes into it than just wins and losses if you want to look at it like that. If you want to look at the talent on the team too, like he had to go out and recruit those guys or he and his staff. And I, and I think Coach of the Year Awards – are always, like, staff awards, in my opinion. Like, who has the best staff? Mm. And, I mean, you know how I feel about Tennessee's staff. But, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people are like, well, he has all the talent in the world. Well, his front office didn't go out and and, and get that form. His general manager didn't piece them together. This isn't European soccer. The oil t- tycoons, didn't you know, go pay $100 million to bring them from Madrid. Like, that's not how this works. And, and so I think, yeah, Dave – It was Dave Van Horn, maybe like an easy choice. Sure. But it's like, I don't think he was wrong. I don't think Tony Vitello would have been a wrong choice either, though. Obviously what he's done. And two, this one wasn't voted on by the coaches, right? This is the one that's like handed out. Or is this the one voted on by the coaches? Yeah, it is. So I think that's pretty telling too, is like they thought, I mean, he beat everyone. And that's another thing. If I'm a, if I'm a coach, And again, I try to think of these things like pretty fairly. Like I I give it to the person most deserving in that sense. It's like, I'm looking at it going, who do I not want to play on any given day? Like no matter what the weather is, no matter who he's got in his dugout, who do I not want to play? And if those who selected that guy as Dave Van Horn, like then so be it. I get that. He he won every SEC series. He beat Tony Vitello twice. It's just like, that's my only thing is – I, th- I think it's more – I think it goes into more of, like, Dave Van Hoard's a vet, so I think that has something to do with it. Tony Vitello probably hasn't made a ton of friends in this league. Not not yeah. saying people hate him, but, like, we play with a little bit more oomph and, and grit and, you know, excitement, and, and we have bat flips, and we celebrate wins, and walk. Off, we have more walk-offs than anybody in the SEC. So, yeah, people don't, don't like that, but, hey, I mean, if – If we're winning with all that, it makes it so much sweeter that all those teams hate us. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'll be the villain. I want to be the villain. That that means you've made it. If you're the villain, people people respect you. They might not like you, but they respect you. Yeah, and I mean, I think Tony. I think Tony Vitello is going to win his fair share of Coach of the Year awards before it's all said and done. Like I don't doubt that. Um, Just looking at this year, like I'm not in the boat if he got shafted. Like I'm not in that. Could could is he deserving? Sure. Are there other deserving coaches, and is Dave Van Horn one of them? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I just look at, like, I I know you're looking at this season, but I I just look at, like, who did more with less? And, and, and And not necessarily teams. I'm talking, like, Dave Van Horn, like, this season, he hasn't made a huge improvement to the years past. Right, but how much room does Arkansas have for improvement? Right, I mean that's, say. I mean that, yeah, that's part of it too. But like, and, if you're a think, guy that's just as deserving, that's done more in less time, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with him. But I also think coach, and I think so. Here's the thing, cover. You know, you mentioned years past. This is a coach of the year award.
1: Like right. it, yeah. it's What I, have you
0: done within this that. season? And I'm usually in the boat of like when I pick coaches, it, it is, it like usually I'm like, I don't, if it's a bottom tier team, if it's a team in the SEC that's only won eight or nine games, but they weren't. Pick to win anything, or if they want a couple series against some teams they weren't to beat, yeah, we could. I could, like, I'm gonna pick that guy, but I'm also not against picking the guy with the most talent if, if they won every single series. Like, I'm not against that either, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't, I like, I said, I don't necessarily disagree that Dave Van Horn shouldn't or should have won it. I just, I think Vitello was deserving, too. And, you, you know, you look at Dave Horn, the first year he t- or Vitello took over, Dave Van Horn was a runner-up in the College World Series. I mean, and they should have won it. They choked it away. They should have won. Um, then the next year, he goes to the College World Series. Um, you know, I, I just think he's, like, been at the top. And, you know, like you said, you know, Tony Vitello will probably get more coach coaches awards and will, will probably be more respected, you know, five years down the road. You know, with all these – but, yeah, he's probably rubbed some – you know, his team's probably rubbed some people the wrong way. I'm sure the legends of Lindsey Nelson didn't help any of that either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it's nice to be the villain. But, yeah, I think Tony Vitello, either one of those guys, like I feel like they could have done a co-thing. I mean, they put um, Auburn shortstop, I can't remember his name, and Liam Spence is tied for all defensive teams. So, I feel like if they did a co coach of the year, I wouldn't disagree with that. I would be curious to see the votes. Like where, like, I mean, is Tony V even second? Like it's, I am curious. It's got to be close, right? it got to be.
1: I mean, I mean so who
0: else would you put in that position? I would think he would be at least second, but like you mentioned, and, and I'm not in this boat. Like if you're a dick, but you're a good coach, like I would vote for you, but not everyone thinks that way. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's why I say, I think it'd be interesting to see what the votes were and, and how close it was and, uh, if Tony Vitello was second, I, I don't know. I don't know. Also, like, yeah that that one is is kind of like up for debate. But also, like, I cannot believe Evan Russell did not the, get, or, or Chad Dallas did not get any the, of the teams. The Evan Russell one absolutely shocks me, and I think today he showed why. <laughs> like just oh, today's yeah. game, he showed why. Right. Um, I that was the Evan Russell one is, I think, by far the biggest shaft of of them all. Yeah, I mean, like he – you know, he gets kind of the the recognition for, you know, hitting home runs, but dude is phenomenal in left field. Yeah. He made made a diving catch. He made one, you know, where he slams into the fence. But his play of the game was saving a run, and I forget what inning it was, but they hit a leadoff single down the line. It should have been a double, but he stops that player from, you know, getting to second. Mm -hmm. Next play, they turn a double play. And, and, uh, and I think in extra innings, too, he held a guy a second as well, right? Oh, he – well, he – actually, uh, sorry, I kind of threw him under the bus there. He didn't make a great throw, but the guy respected him probably from earlier in the game, and uh, that held him a second. Yeah, I mean, that's I, – I can't believe he wasn't. You know, I, I'm kind of like you. I don't watch a ton of SEC baseball because there's not a lot on TV. Um you know, I might come across a game or two, but I don't watch you know every single game, so I all don't right. know exactly who's out there. But it would it would be hard for me to not vote Evan Russell as all defensive team. Yeah, and then um, I mean, too, like don't you know, talk about the Evan Russell thing. I mean, early on in the season, he he also kind of had to earn a spot too. I mean, yeah. he was not just put into that position, you know, come get day one. Yeah, him and Pete Durke have really like earned their time basically the whole time they've been here it's been mm-hmm. like you know they've kind of over recruited some of those guys and you know it, it's not a knock on them it's just like you know when you're a walk-on and, and you know there, there's a reason why Tennessee is a great staff because I, I think uh, Ross Kivett told us they they lead the country and walk-on players that actually play yeah um, but it, it's just a crazy it, it's crazy that those guys like have been recruited over, but they keep time and time, just being so consistent throughout the season where they just give you no other choice, but to play them. Right. Right. And uh, you love to, you love to see if they do play them too. Cause I think, I mean, baseball it's a little bit easier um, to, to play those walk-ons cause a lot of your guys are walk-ons or on partials or, you know, they're all, they're all on partials um, you know, what have you, but uh, it, like you said, those guys just keep earning it. And, and that's, that's huge. Um Anything else for, for baseball, SEC awards, or, or anything I mean, like Ch- that? Chad Dallas got shafted, too. Chad I mean, Dallas got shafted. And, hopefully and he's a Friday night. They talk about Landon Marceau today. about And he's good. I'll give him that. His ERA's good. But his, he, he's lost a lot of games. And, you know, I know a lot of that's probably his team, too. But Chad Dallas is also pitching on Friday night, and the dude is 9-1. I mean, can we not get any love? And, and yeah. is that not – is it not doing more with less when, you know, you don't have a 97-mile-an-hour fastball like rocker and lighter? Yeah. Is that not more impressive than, you know, those guys? He's got about just as much – strike, as many strikeouts as both of those guys. So, I, I just don't understand what they're looking for. Is it just ERA? Like, again, maybe maybe it's because, you know, Tennessee has run some guys the wrong way, and I know Chad Dallas is one of those guys who's pretty emotional on the mound. But, man, that was just – ridiculous I, I am interested to see when like you know the um like the media's all SEC teams and whatnot come out to see kind of what things change yeah I would be I would be interested I mean it, it it'll be telling if Tennessee gets you know five or six um on that list instead of just three guys that you know maybe this uh this league doesn't really want Tennessee to be great which that's just gonna make it that's even sweet right. yeah that's fine you want to be the villain like you said yeah all right, football, ready to go there. Yeah, let's get it. All right, let's let's uh like I said, Tennessee benefiting not from the transfer portal, but still doing a little bit of recruiting, trying to fill the roster. Uh definitely were left out uh, or uh left a little draw here. Um, but Tennessee picks up a uh 2021 commit. Um, and that is in uh God, I'm so worried I'm gonna mess up his first name. Um Ro- so it is just row. Okay. Ro- 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 Rotarius, but he goes um, by row. He's row. Okay, Roe Torrance. Um, he's a cornerback. He's a big, big cornerback. Uh, six three. Uh, I don't know. That's a little unusual. Um, but six three from Hutchinson Community College. So coming from the JUCO ranks. Uh, I mean, I think Tennessee's just adding uh some more depth, a little bit of you know to to a a secondary that really just kind of needed some bodies at this point. Not. Obviously, that could benefit from some high-talent guys, but really just – I mean, the whole defense, but needed bodies. Uh, so, you got that. Yeah, and he's going to have three years, I think, to, to play. Um, but, I mean, that, that's that's another benefit that they want to add guys who can play multiple years. Um, but, yeah, just another cornerback adding to that secondary. He will play in the JUCO National Championship against Snow College. Um, coming up, when is that? Exactly? Oh, Snow College. Who played there? Shoot. Someone someone played there. Was it uh, June 5th in Little Rock? Who played at yeah. Snow College? Uh, it wasn't. That isn't where Hypo played, is it? Didn't he go to Juco? Oh, uh, was it? Did he go to Snow College? Did he go to Juco, or am I making that up? I'm looking up real quick. I thought. I mean, I know he went to Oklahoma. I don't know if he was a snow. College. You don't know if he went. Yeah, he did go to Snow College. Okay, nice yeah. pool, man. Yeah, <laughs> wanna, got that trivia answer right. No snow big deal. College. Yeah. So yeah. they'll play in the national championship on June 5th, and then he'll enroll after that at Tennessee. Um, you know, Tennessee's got some really good players out of Hutchinson. Um, Cordero, Cordero Patterson, Alvin Kamara. Tyon Evans, that you know, they were teammates, so I'm sure that was um, a pretty easy pull once Tennessee was interested in in, in right. a row. That you know, he had that connection with, with Tyon Evans. And uh, Tennessee's got some big cornerbacks lately. I think um, Kamal Haddon was six one six two, and then this guy's six three six four. I mean, that's that's some tall, lengthy corners on the outside. You know, I, I don't know what their technique or anything really looks like, but um, guys that have played, you know, past the high school level and, you know, they're – you like to see size. I mean, bigger, yeah. stronger, faster. And so these guys definitely have the the big category down. You know, I don't know what, exactly what their speed looks like, but um, super interested to see kind of how they look like during uh, fall camp. And, you know, maybe they see the field some this – Upcoming year, if not, you know, maybe they're kind of a project. I, I don't know really what they're going to look like, but hey, you added some more depth. That's what you need. No, you definitely, you definitely needed that. On depth. Defense. <laughs> so that's Yes, on defense specifically. Um, so, so that's, that's definitely big time. I, I'm, uh, I, I think you added a pretty physical guy overall. And I think that's, I think that's good. Obviously, like just watching, um, highlights. So it's, it's hard to tell, but um, you know, I, I think it, it definitely, I, f- I think with today's style of defense, I think getting really, really physical corners is big um, because I mean, protecting the edge is almost impossible, but if you've got physical guys that, that can give you opportunities to do that, um, I think that just helps your defense, especially your, your interior defense a ton. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Hey, if they don't work out at corner, you can put them back at safety. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to go linebacker with this team. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, put some weight on them and put them at linebacker too. Yeah, you got it, some options when when you have that kind of you know height. Yeah, we just need so. bodies. We just need bodies at yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter their height, their size, their weight for that matter. What position um, do you want to play? Uh, I don't know. Okay, you're playing defense. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to put you on defense. See what works <laughs> yeah. out here. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, okay, well, anything else about Tennessee football? Um, other than Snow College, anything? Quarterback. Also, what a weird name, Snow College. Snow. And they're the Badgers. Thought it'd be something like you know, with Stanford, like the trees. What's Stanford's mascot? Cardinals. Cardinal. Cardinal. Sorry. Sorry. Come You're on, right. Man. It's singular. It is stupid. <laughs> is that that's like the maple? How do you how do you? That's... That's like the Syracuse orange. Like, what does that mean? It's a color. They used to be the men in orange. Men, men in orange? Is that right? Well, now they're just the orange. Now they're just the orange. Um, Yeah, that is a... Why can't they be the Syracuse oranges? I, like, that nice. would make more sense. Like, like an actual, like... Well, is their mascot like an actual orange? I, I think so. I think you're right. That would make sense. I don't know. I, I'm just making too much sense for the NCAA. Can, I'll be and, honest, you know, though. I think... Teams? I think orange is a kind of cool nickname. You're right. The mascot's a little lame. Well, cause we're the big orange. That's why you think that. <laughs> that's not our nickname. Our nickname is the volunteers, but I just mean big orange. <laughs> that's not our. <laughs> I'm nick, I'm talking about nicknames. Like, like I, first off, volunteers has gotta be the, give me like another unique, cool nickname. It, drop in the chat. Tell us like who the unique ones are. I'm not saying the. I'm not going to just outright say the volunteers are the best. But it's it's one of one of the best. There's no doubt about it. Because there's probably some really good ones out there. That off the top of my head, I'm forgetting. But it's not as cool as, or it's not as lame as like the Wildcats. Oh wow, that was awesome, Kentucky. Did you guys bulldogs. come up with that <laughs> by yourself? <laughs> the bulldogs, did, did those the Tigers. Gen, yeah, those geniuses in Lexington figured that one out. Yeah. What mathematical problem did that come up with? <laughs> but yeah, it's just like even like the Mountaineers, which aren't as you know, it's not super you unique, know the but opinion? that's who just are the Minutemen? Minute minute. That is uh, UMass. Yeah, that is a right. cool one. I don't know if there's another Minutemen out there. What about the Aztecs? Is that a cool one? A little cultural appropriation, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool college nicknames. I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to think some off the top of my head. What's What's Hawaii again? Are they the Warriors? They are. They used to be the Rainbow Warriors. Are they still the Rainbow Warriors, or just the uh, Warriors? It's probably just the Warriors now. Just the Warriors. It's probably since um, been, I don't know. This is one that like is not used. I don't think it's used uh-huh. a ton. The huskies. Is that used a lot? Yukon. Oh, uh, okay. Yukon, Washington, I think northern Illinois. Three is too many. <laughs> Never mind. Huskies <laughs> aren't cool. If I can name three off the top of my head, you're out. Um, ooh, I'm trying I like golden bears. That one's a little unique, somewhat, I think. Yeah. Okay. I guess okay. bears. Yeah, take bears out. Never mind. Nope. If you're a bear, you're not unique. What about a bear cat? There you go, Cincinnati. Just I they are they the only? There can't be another Bearcat out there. Yeah, I mean, not like Power Five. There probably are. Like, you think there's, you think there's Bearcat like more? Yeah, probably than like D two or something like you. They're probably fine some. Okay, there's nothing less unique than someone that named the Devils, but they put their school's name in front of the Devil, like the Hall's Red Devils. Okay. <laughs> The the white socks. The red socks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, what color socks y'all wearing today? Red. That's what we're going to call you. That had to be how they got their name, right? I don't know the word. Well, now they wear like black socks. That That doesn't doesn't make make, sense. Yeah. Come on, guys. Doesn't make sense. Um, I'm trying to think of other devils that do that. Harriman, I think, is the blue devils. What about the blue devils? Sun devils. Sun devils is a dope ass name in my opinion. That's not a color, so it, it's fine. It's it's out of my category. What are the what is, oh, Wildcats? I was like, what is Arizona? The what about the 49ers? Okay, cool name. Well, not really, because didn't the gold rush happen in 48? Yeah, so what are we going to say about Charlotte that was in North Carolina? <laughs> I was going to say cool for San Francisco, stupid for Charlotte. <laughs> but my favorite part about, because didn't we play Charlotte this past year? Or were we supposed to play Charlotte this past year. And um, we were looking up the history of their nickname. I don't know if you remember this. And it turns out like the exit that the school's on is exit 49. But the school's like specifically said, that's not why we're named the 49ers. And I'm like, why didn't you just make it up and say that is? Because that's kind of cool. Yeah, the rest of it's dumb. <laughs> like whatever, whatever excuse you have, whatever reason you have now is just idiotic. Exactly. What about the uh, Western Carolina catamounts? That's a pretty Catamount. unique One. Yeah, that isn't unique. Um, man. Yeah, Eagles aren't that cool. So I mean, e- like. <laughs> I guess as a like actual animal, they're pretty cool. But like as a mascot, eh. bald eagle specifically only. Okay, yeah, nothing, none of that gotta, other crap. No golden eagles. That's stupid. Oh, the that, Hawkeyes, the Hawkeyes, or the Buckeyes. Buckeyes. The Buckeyes are named after like the actual like tree nut, right? Like that's what they're named after. Probably, dude. It, it okay. The thing that like really pisses me off. Someone mentioned Brutus in the background in the chat. Thank you, by the way. Shout out, he loves it. Um, it pisses me, it pisses me off that the Buckeyes name is Brutus, like that. <laughs> like, I, all, like seven years into it, I almost changed my dog's name because, like, that's how much I hate it. Like, I find Ohio State that annoying. It pisses me off. Ooh, I forgot Wolverines. That's a cool one. Wolverines. I see. Wolverines are cool. I don't think they're used often, right? Like, that's yeah. fairly unique. I like mean, Red, you see that's exactly what I was thinking. I was all I thought when you said that was Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Not the new one though. The new one sucked. What's North Dakota State? Are they the Buffaloes? I don't think so. Wyoming. I know they're just the Cowboys. I think they're the Cowboys, but they they've got. I feel like they've got cool stuff going Oklahoma on. Oklahoma State. But you were close to North Dakota State. They're the Bison. Bison. That's cool. Different yeah. than Buffalo, <laughs> I don't know the difference, but yes, I think scientifically different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the difference. Either. There are some <laughs> buffalos, do what? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty uncommon. That's pretty unique, though, I think, right? So, what's is but are they the Buffalo Buffalos? They're the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what Bills mean. No, no, no the, the college, I don't think they're the. I don't think their Buffalo is their mascot. They're the Buffalo Bulls. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bulls yeah. aren't cool. <laughs> Unless you're the Chicago Bulls. Then they're they're pretty good. They're pretty cool. What about the Scarlet Knights? I like that a lot. Who Who's that? The Who are Rutgers. you thinking of? Rutgers, yeah. I do like the Scarlet Knights. Oh, so Buffalo are just native to Africa and Asia, and Bison are native to North America and Europe. So there's basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. I maybe I don't know. Do they what about the Longhorns? Also, what's an Aggie? There's some Aggie There's a lot of Aggies out there. What is an Aggie? Um, I don't know. The thing is, is I think Aggies are like pretty specific, like South, like but is Southern it- Southwest teams so utah did yeah. utah state the aggies i think they are an aggie is not a pig or a hog thanks for telling me what it's not, not. <laughs> right. an aggie is not a horse that's all it just it just tells us what an aggie is not um an aggie is not a pony we are certain oh i think this is like about a school okay what is an aggie's mess what about? are those pig like wild pigs called in like arizona I, I, I don't know. Like, I want to say Chapelines, but that's not right. I don't think that's right. But it's something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that's the first time <laughs> I've ever heard of anything like this. Are there wild pigs? I mean, I guess there's wild pigs everywhere. I didn't know they were in Arizona. Yeah, apparently they're like worse than snakes. Okay, so A&M people. is called the Aggies because of their agriculture school. Like, the students are called Aggies, there. I guess that's how they got their nickname. That's lame. That I, I think that's kind of cool. Like how, you, like I think it's cool when people get their name in unique ways, rather than like you mentioned, like Georgia being like, "Oh, we're the Bulldogs." Like that's stupid. Yeah. So it was like, like everybody else in the country. <laughs> like UTC. Do you know how UTC got their nickname? Uh, does that have to do with Terrell Owens? It doesn't, but that'd be a cool story too. So. <laughs> Do you Oh my gosh, you don't know this history. I could tell you this for the first time. So, for a while, like maybe early 2000s, UTC were known as the mocks, like they are now, but not like a mocking bird, which is Tennessee State's bird. They were known as mocks, as in moccasin, the shoe, because of moccasin bend down in Chattanooga on the river. So, not the Their snake. actual, I think they were a moccasin snake for a while, but their actual mascot was a moccasin shoe. It got voted like the, wor- the world's worst mascot of all time like three years in a row. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I would have just kept it. Like, you just own it at that point, right? Yeah, you got Dude, this is it. This is my, we are the moccasin shoes. That That's just who we're going to be. That Yeah, I, I love that. I think they should have kept it. So yes, they were the water moccasins in the 1920s. I don't yeah, I don't I don't know in there. I don't know the whole history. I think you should just be the the state or city that you're in. What do you mean? So like the Washington football team. I think we should just oh, go right. that. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. We're the I Tennessee agree. football team of Knoxville. That brings up a great point. What did, have you seen the uh the team names for the Knoxville soccer team? Like, have you seen the uh, the? Yeah, just go no- Knoxville Soccer Club. Yeah, as much as I hate it, just do it. That's the only thing that makes sense. What well, are the other two? Like, there's there's three. I think uh, three others. Um, the Rovers, yeah. which is a, a English club. Um, I, I mean, they they had like reasons for why these would fit Knoxville, but I don't think either of them fit the Knoxville like soccer team, and that's important. Uh, so Rovers, the Ascent. Knoxville Soccer Club, and then one Knoxville, which I think sounds very weird. So I'm not. Yeah, that. one Knoxville, that sounds like a club. Like it does not sound like a kind of sound club. Like a club. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a fitness gym or something. That's That does sound like that. I didn't think about that. Um, that's exactly what that sounds like. I'm not a fan, though, of any, f- all four of them. Um, but I think if I have to choose between the four, I'm with you. Knoxville Soccer Club, let the fans kind of pick out the name, like, yeah, naturally, as it happens. We couldn't get another option. <laughs> I mean, really? well, yeah, But I, I just – like, soccer teams in Europe, which, I mean, pretty much all – like, the Rovers comes from Europe, SC comes from Europe. I mean, you're going to be named after, like, more traditional soccer names anyways. Most teams don't have, like, official mascots. Like, they're not the Tennessee Volunteers or the UTC mocks or the, um, you know, Alabama Crimson Tide. They're – like, Arsenal is Arsenal FC – and then they're known as the Gunners because of like history within the club. And like eventually got to that point that they had a nickname called the Gunners. I think you just let it happen naturally. I think just that kind of stuff, let it happen naturally. Call them Knoxville Soccer Club. We'll find a nickname along the way. Just be patient. I like, like the Musketeers or something. It'd be cool. Oh God. I'm not a Musketeer guy. You're not? I don't like that name. I just feel like it fits like the volunteer. Uh, no, I'm against it. Veto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh I, I don't I'm a fan of uh I saw Scruffy City, obviously. Uh Scruffy City FC. I like that. Someone else mentioned Marble City FC. I like that one. Mm. Yeah. Where are they playing at? They are gonna be playing at the new smoky Stadium. So what? Uh, Old City FC. Old City FC. I like that one too. There you go. It's a lot of yeah, I, I like Old City. All right, let's get into just, football talk. Just call him the Randy. Look, that we've we've wasted quite a bit of time talking. I about I really this. do want to know like the worst or best mascots from some people, so please tell me. But yeah, let's let's talk quarterbacks real quick, dude. So the the closer and closer we get to the season, I'm thinking it's more and more Harrison Bailey's job. Now I haven't seen Joe Milton, <laughs> and how do you? Can I ask how you do this? Because I don't. Like no, none of my opinions have changed. <laughs> Maybe I just haven't been thinking about it a lot. I don't know. Well, like, I, I just see him, like, on Twitter, and I see him working with, you know, a lot of, you know, the quarterback country. He talked at the MVP camp at Rivals. I just think that's really – like, it, it just seems like he was he was kind of – when Hypo took the job, he was like, oh, you know, Harrison Bailey's probably going to get the boot because he doesn't move that well. You know, he just doesn't fit that offense. I just think the closer and closer we get, it feels like it's going to be Harrison Bailey. I don't know why, I just have that feeling. You know, he's the one that showed out at the spring game and not saying it means a whole lot, but, like, him, you know, being at these places, working out with, you know, he was working out with Bo Nix. You know, he was at that um, quarterback camp. It just just seems like he's – and not that the other quarterbacks aren't. I just don't know. I don't see it. Uh, Maybe they are. But it it just seems like he's – devoted and, you know, motivated to be the quarterback at Tennessee. And, and I I think he has the tools to do so. Um, you know, I, I think it's just been the factor that, you know, he's not as athletic as, as some of those guys. Now, and like I said, I haven't seen really Joe Milton and what he looks like other than what he looked like at, at Michigan. But, you know, it didn't have a very – Great career there. So, right. Yeah. I'm definitely not leaning personally, at least for this year. I'm, and, you know, coming late. I'm not leaning the Joe Milton route. Um, if we're going to pick a, um, golly, I just, I, I I'm kind of with you in the sense of if we're just looking at like the spring game, I mean, I got to think it's here now. But I mean, other than that, I just don't have a ton of information that like to go off of other than, you know, just. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's Brian Maurer. Um, you know, the only thing I think maybe going for him is that he was recruited by Heupel at UCF, but he was recruited to a completely different situation. So I just don't know how much that really helps him. Um, I mean, you know, definitely Hendon Hooker probably has a good chance being that he has probably, or he definitely has the most experience. Um, he did get the entire spring with Heupel and, um, Caden Salter, I think, is probably behind Brian Mauer right now. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. Everything we know right now, it's got to be Harrison Bailey, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he just seems more and more like a kind of a leader on this football team. And that just might be just like well, – that. that's me on the outside looking in. That's me kind of looking at social media and stuff like that. But it just seems like he's in tune with what's going on. And, you know, he's continuing to work on his craft. And, you know, like I said, I don't know what the other quarterbacks are doing, but he just seems like he is going to get better and better the more he plays football. Yeah, no, I, and, and I think too, probably so. I mean, he's one of the older guys on this team, right? <laughs> as far as like, like, play, like, played at Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, like, one oh, of yeah. The, <laughs> one of the older the guys that have been in, at the University of Tennessee the longest. Like, he's right. on that list. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, – yeah. I, I mean, I think he's just going to naturally kind of be thrust in that leadership position. I think kind of similar to, like, Bayless in that sense. Bayless does have the uh, – you know, he, he's just older physically, but he's also now been at Tennessee. This will be his second year. Um, so, I think he's kind of bought into that leadership role. I think if, I think the same is going to be said for Harrison Bailey. Uh, this is the second year. Um, I think for, I mean, for everyone, you get that, whether you love Jeremy Pruitt, didn't like him, whatever, you know, your case may be for you, you feel like with this coaching staff, maybe you get a fresh start and kind of, you get to kind of redefine who you were if you weren't happy with it last year. Um, So I think Harrison Bailey is definitely going to try to adapt. Maybe, you know, he came into a situation where whether you thought he was more talented, whether he thought he was more talented than JG JG was a fifth-year guy. Like, if, of course, he's going to be that guy that everybody looks at as a leader. So you didn't get a chance. Well, now you're the you're the most experienced Tennessee quarterback on the roster. The besides, most besides Tennessee. Ron I. I mean, well, I as, as, far, as far as playing, but yeah, he's Brian yeah, Maurer's yeah been here longer. Yeah, right. That, I, I was yeah. You're right. Playing Tom is what I was talking about specifically. I'd say playing Tom. They're they're probably neck and neck. Yeah, probably about as far as snaps go. Um, but yeah, so I was you know. I'm sure he's gonna look. You're you're the quarterback. You're naturally gonna be the leader. Like that's part of your role. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta think he he's gonna try and step into that if he wants to be the starter. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like he's he's kind of impressed me since he's been here, and like he's kind of been looked over since he's been here, and even like in the recruiting process. I mean, we tried to go after Haynes King and land him, ended yeah. up being on Texas A&M and staying at home. But like we were. Gonna kind of recruit over Harrison Bailey, um, right. yeah. But he kind of changed his body, and the dude just—he just won football games. Like, like it's hard to really go away from somebody. Like, even if it's not pretty or anything like that, if he wins football games, he wins freaking football games. Yeah, that's it's that simple. Just go win, win, baby, win. Yep, that's all that matters in the end. Um, I, I'm sorry. I just—I I mean, I wish I could argue and debate with you, and I just. Maybe we need to watch highlight tapes. Yeah, there we go. Maybe really, uh, dig into uh, high school highlights or something. When, when baseball's over here in the next month, and we got a month left probably till the end of a uh, cultural series. But after that, yeah, we might have to fill some content. And I, I got some, I got some uh, interviews in the works too. Um, I'll have to tell oh, you man. after the show. But yeah, yeah, I got, I got some some guys that want to come on the show and and talk a little bit about some. Tennessee sports or even maybe not Tennessee sports. I don't know what that means, but I'm into it. Um, I do have one more football question. So today, Cole kubulek Q, Q, I'm never gonna say his name right. It doesn't matter. Um, sorry, Cole. He tweeted that bet online the SEC win totals for this year. Um, what the line is at. So the uh, we'll run through them all, but I do want to get your take. Oh, let's let's maybe just run through them all over under real quick since we've got it's our show. We got time. Yep. Um, Alabama 11 and a half over under. Is this regular season? I think it's total. I, I think total. Oh, total. Total wins. Oh, over. I'm with you. Taking the over. Arkansas, five and a half. Ooh. Without don't know schedule. As well. uh, yeah, I don't know their schedule. Without looking at the schedule, though, I'm going to say with bowl game, six wins. So I'm over. Or sorry, six. Yeah, I think they get to a bowl. Over. You're going over? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. They've got to go have
0: at least three winnable. Like, you know, outside SEC winnable games, right? I'll go I'll go under. Under? Okay. It is five and a half. So you would hit it if it wins five. That makes me yeah. think under, but I'll stick with arguing with you and go over. Um Auburn, seven. Under. Under, same. Florida, nine. Nine total. Nine. I'm pushing. Staying away from that. I think yeah, it pushes. It, it, yeah, it probably pushes. Uh Georgia, ten and a half. Under. I think i I think ten wins maybe I, I think they could go eleven that might be another one I stay away from. I, I think I'll take the under though I think ten um Kentucky six and a half. I don't know their schedule that really throws me off. I mean they usually kind of have an easy schedule so I'll probably go I don't think they get to seven though I think I'm still taking under I'll take over okay over for Kentucky. Um, lSU eight and a half mm-hmm. I don't again I think it matters who those at a conference are and I don't know I think I'm going under though I think I'm yeah. going eight wins yeah probably eight yeah uh Mississippi state five and a half oh I think under I'm taking under. yeah probably five Missouri seven that is. Shocking. I'm taking I'm gonna, under. I'm going to go push at seven. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think push is it right. I, I'll, I'll say under, though. Uh, Ole Miss, seven and a half. Under. I think under. I think under two. Maybe with a bowl game. Maybe they get to are eight. Are A lot of know. unders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, South Carolina, four.
1: I don't I know think what
0: they, that at a conference looks like, though. Yeah. Do they play Clemson this year? Because that yeah. really hurts them if they do. I, I don't know. I, I gotta say, you got four though. Give me, give me the over in that, right? Yeah, I mean, at least, at least slip up and at when, least when you should. Well, <laughs> and four, if you win four, you push. So yeah, give me the over. Uh, ten or Texas A and M nine and a half. I gotta go under. I just, I mean, went in ten games and ah, the West. Yeah, I'm gonna go under Vanderbilt three. Over, but I think it pushes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, then last and certainly not least, Tennessee at six. I'm going to go over, but I think it pushes too. I, so I feel comfortable going over though because I'm with you. I think I think with this schedule, Tennessee really could get to a bowl game. And then you you're talking maybe get that seventh win. But like you said, worst case scenario pushes. Hopefully that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. Hopefully. There you go. I just want to add to your football there. So anything else? Football or anything? That's all I got. Um, let's get into – got to kind of press for time. Let's get into what's trending real quick. Real quick. What's trending? I got a, a coffee stain up for my carpet that had been there for like a week. That was cool. good. Nice. Yeah. I was really – I was like, ah, this is not coming out. You can just go ahead and keep my deposit. But – your boy did it. Um, what's trending? So I got a question for you. So trend, trending, Tim Tebow, trending all over the place. What's your take? Like, what are your thoughts? I mean, he's not going to be good. Does he make the roster? Did we talk about this? Does he make the roster? I don't think I he makes think, yeah. 53 man. I think he'll be the 53rd guy, yeah. You think he'll be 53? Yeah, because f- Urban Meyer. If it, it was f- just like a random <laughs> team, yeah. He's going to make the roster. 100%. Can a 40-year-old play special teams, though? Because if you're a 53rd man, you're playing special teams. Is he teams. 40 years old? No, he's not 40, but he's That's old. He's like, man. I mean, he's got to be what? Like 30? 30... I mean, he's got to be like 34? 35? Hey. No? You don't think so? I don't know. Like, like what does their tight end situation look like? That's, and, like, I also well, think this is important. I think one thing... Like I'm not saying Tim Tebow is gonna be great. I'm not, but I think one thing to like remember about Tim Tebow is he did play in the NFL. I know not as a tight end, but like he's studied offenses, and like this isn't a guy that hasn't played football since high school that's trying to like he's not doing what he did with baseball, right? Like this is a little bit different. He's 33, by the way, 33. So yeah, I just I I don't know. It's gonna be. I don't think I think a lot of people that have said that the locker room is going to hate him. I don't think that's the case. They don't have a reason to hate him. Yeah, they're probably not going to hate him. Well, and there, you know, a lot of people they said the same thing with baseball. They're going to be like, "Why is this guy here? He doesn't deserve it." I mean, that can be said for a lot of people in the NFL and MLB locker rooms. Like, you're here because of who your dad is, or your uncle, or because you your dad's best friends with the GM or something. Like, there's guys that whether they deserve it or not, people, other people in the locker room don't think they deserve it. Yeah,
1: so yeah, I mean,
0: I, I mean, I think you'll be fine in the locker room. I, I think when people actually get to know the guy, they're probably going to like him. Oh, yeah, um, probably. Because, like, I like as much as I want to hate him, like I, it, it's hard for me to really hate Tim Tebow because he is such a genuine person. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hate, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, the big interview that got leaked from Golf Channel. Do you see it? Yeah, I like it. I love it. A lot of people said he was saying something under his breath. I you know, I don't he may have, but I don't like I don't know if Brooks would have heard it. I think Brooks was Brooks was just annoyed with the uh the sound of his cleats, his metal spikes. Yeah, I just don't like I don't really watch golf and I don't really know anything about these guys, but like I just don't really like DeChambeau. Yeah, no, did he's a douche. Okay. I so don't that, think he's that, like, that's like, like a lot of people think that, right? Well, yeah. And a lot of people are like, he's ruining golf. I don't think, like, I think he's good for golf. Like, I think he's bringing a turning a lot of eyes to it. I think he's like making things interesting and I hate um, his hat. I hate yeah. It. His hat is like, again, I, he's a douche. Um, and it's just like, yeah, he's a, but he's, I don't think he's bad for golf. I, I don't, he's annoying, but I don't think he's bad for golf and And also kind of piggybacking the Bryson and Brooks interview, the match part three, I think it's the third. Um Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady, this time going against Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. Saw that. I saw also saw where uh, – I guess this can go for my what's trending. Um, OTAs are this week for the Green Bay oh, Packers, gosh. and Aaron Rodgers is in Hawaii with Shailene. Is that how you say it? Shailene Woodley. Wood- yeah. Is that her and, name? And Miles girlfriend. Teller. And Miles Teller. <laughs> and Miles Sellers' girlfriend, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a weird group. Hey, he's a vet. He doesn't have to be at OTAs. What do you mean? So I don't know, like when they became friends. So is like Miles Teller friends with Aaron Rodgers? Or Simon I'm gonna I'm gonna guess the girl, Rogers girlfriend. Because isn't Cause, she an actress? Yeah, they're in. um, Oh, what's it called? Divergent. Together. Gotcha. Forgot about Divergent. That was a good movie. I liked it at least. A couple of good movies or do they have more? <laughs> maybe yeah, it's a series. Series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I think there's 3 of them. I actually might have seen all 3 in theaters actually, now that I think about it. I not remember. It's I know kind of all like the least maze runner like there's like a different storyline to each one. I know I saw at least one of the Divergence in a theater, maybe more. I don't know. Um okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh shoot. I had some more. I'm sorry. Phone went black on me. Um Gaffieri. Did I say you roll the R? Fieri. $80 million deal with the Food Network. What do you think about that? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of food. That's a too. lot of money. <laughs> I mean, he got that Patrick hey, Mahomes deal. I, you're right? I mean, I gotta <laughs> think that's above market price. Yeah. Like how much is he actually worth? <laughs> Like, how much is he worth in terms of like his actual net worth? I would say you know a lot based on like restaurants he owns and and whatnot. But like, right, like how can he be worth eighty million dollars to the Food Network? But like, when you actually think about it, like who the hell watches the Food Network? Probably not a lot of people. But a, actually, a lot of people know who uh, Guy Fieri is. I bet a lot of people watch the Food Network. I bet you'd be shocked to find out how many people watch the Food Network. Really? I bet I more people watched. watch. I hot take. I bet more people watch the Food Network than watch Sports Center. Now, now I am limiting it to just Sports Center. I'm not saying ESPN, just Sports Center. And then I am giving it all of Food Network. But I mean, think about how many people used to watch Sports Center. Yeah, I mean it's died down a lot. Yeah, I bet more people are on Food Network now. There's a lot on the Food Network. I'm just not into like reality. Like that kind of reality television. I, I'm into reality. Like you I watch like the, the Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I like that's <laughs> that's cool. Like that stuff's funny God, to me. Get out of here. But like is somebody yelling, like the is it Hell's Kitchen when? Is Hell's Kitchen ye- Food Network? I don't know. But that, that guy's be. just yelling at people f- for the food. That, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> well, uh, Gaffieri does uh, die drop dive. Oh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. That show's great. Is the is the bar rescue? Is that on the Food Network? No, that's a uh, Paramount. I'm a big John Taffer guy myself. Mm-hmm. Love John Taffer. He's extremely annoying. He yells a lot.
1: He, he yells does a yell lot. lot.
0: He'll just fire somebody for. Like, yeah, and for I'm him. like, you don't run the bar, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not your ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I've got a jersey swap. Do you see this? Somebody tweeted at, I guess, Barstool, and they do a jersey swap. I guess it's just a party where everyone brings jerseys they bought and they swap them. I don't I don't know. Um, but someone bought a Coach Doug's Tennessee jersey. Nice. Yeah, number 50 for the for a 50-burger. Hey. Yeah. Like some Doug's. <laughs> RP. I mean, right. he's still there, but, like, he doesn't do that anymore. He's not Coach Doug's anymore. Right, not a coach. He just, coach. He just dugs. <laughs> you always be coached to me, dugs. Don't listen. <laughs> uh, my last one, this is my last one. Julio Jones and Shannon Sharp. Okay, do you think that was planned or do you think that actually like, happened the way it was meant to look like it happened? I think there was some money involved to get some ratings up, and I think—do you think Julio Jones used it as like, "Hey, I'm not playing in Atlanta"? Because they're like, "Are you staying in Atlanta?" And I guess you know he's already said he isn't, but I guess maybe I don't know. I mean, does Shannon Sharp still asked him? So I guess, yeah. But they, confound- like they wanted, like it, it was—it was said that he wasn't going to come back, but like he—he right. he put a quote with it. And the quote is what's making Atlanta fans upset. He's like, like, oh, no, I want to win. I'm out of there. Right, right. I'm saying he hadn't like officially said he wasn't coming back to Atlanta until on first take. Is that what it's called? No, it's it's undisputed. Undisputed. So for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, because you may not, um, Shannon Sharp called what looked like just off the cuff, called Julio Jones and asked him if he was going to be playing in Atlanta. He said, hell no, I want to win. And he said, All right, where are you going? He said, Dallas, or Shannon Sharp asked Dallas. He said, no, I want to win. And they both joked and laughed and said, well, you won't win in Dallas. <laughs> but, like, I just, I, I got to think it's planned, because it sounded like Shannon Sharp's phone was, like, hooked up to the sound system, like, running through the, Yeah, and I'll I'll say this like if you're up 28 to 3 and don't win a Super Bowl, I mean, chances <laughs> are you're probably not gonna win a Super Bowl. No, you're, you're not you you're not gonna win a Super Bowl, let's be <laughs> Um, at least until Tom Brady's dead or gone, dead and gone. Yeah, unless you go to the Bucks, which I mean maybe that's a possibility. <laughs> that would piss me off just because it's like, how how do the rich get richer in that situation? That's insane. Right. How do you have the money to pay him <laughs> and everybody also, else? On the team? Also, yeah, okay. This pisses me off. Stupidity. I'll jump into that real quick just because this didn't happen this week. What people that were like, the GM for Tampa just f them over by loading this roster for one year. It's a Super Bowl. He didn't load it and not make the championship. He loaded it and they won a Super Bowl. I don't care if they're bad for the next 10 years. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's not like the Browns where you loaded it up and didn't <laughs> Yeah, anything. Exactly. That's a great point, Landon. Yeah, Great. so if you do load it up, you got to go win. Yeah, well, like if you if you like set up the franchise where they're not gonna be able to pay half their roster in the next three years, and you don't win, then you look like an idiot. But if you set it up like that and you go win a Super Bowl, nobody should care, in my opinion. Right. Nobody should care. You want a Super Bowl? Uh, more stupidity. Broadway Joe Milton. Dude, like that is the worst graphic I've ever seen in my entire life. I just love, I love that you said, what'd you text me? What was it? Oh, I said, yeah, no one wants the nickname Broadway in In Knoxville. Knoxville, (laughs) (laughs) This is a New York dog. Get out of here. Or even Nashville. Like Nashville has a cool Broadway. Nashville would be a good one now. That's a good point. But but like in Knoxville, no, hell no. (laughs) There's like a like a sliver of Broadway that I would want to be on in Knoxville, and right. it's a sliver. <laughs> <laughs> but that, like, that's the graphic was terrible. That that was hilarious. Well, uh, I mean, but uh, also the <laughs> quote with it is hilarious. I oh, I it know. says Surrey, S U R I. I don't, sir. <laughs> hey Surrey, my phone didn't pick it up, so. <laughs> So that's hilarious. It says, play Amazon by Kanye and... Gre- geez. Gre- geez. I, read, I read Greasy. Geezy. Um, so a couple of things are on that. Surrey. it should be Siri. Um, and it says, play Amazon. It's amazing by Kanye and Young Jeezy. It's with a J, not a G. And there's a Z in there, not an S. I mean, like, it's just whole... It, I'm like, you tweeted... That makes us look terrible. Ah, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> and then you called him Broadway Joe! Who wants to be Broadway in Knoxville? That's <laughs> just... Oh, my gosh. I love it. Like, it's hilarious. And I hope it's, I hope it's for fun. I hope. No, no way. No, yeah, you can't mention. I mean, that I'll talk about it. <laughs> you can't say anything about it right now. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through right now. Just, oh my god. I'm, I'm gonna send you about I'm gonna send you just a shitload of screenshots. So get ready. That's um, funny. do you have any more stupidities? Um, yeah, I do actually. Um okay, this is not stupid. I'm just going through my phone. Did you see Pearl Con Pearl Cones? Cons Pearl Cones like celebration, their graduation celebration, uh, Ron Slay retweeted it. No. Dude, it looks freaking electric. I want to go to a Pearl Cone graduation. Let's go. <laughs> I'll, I'll send a video. Not, a lot of you. Simmons can probably get us in. Yeah, it was an electric factory. They were like playing their uh, their spirit song, and I guess like their fight song, and the place oh, was- a, That's another going, Firebirds. That is a, a great one. nickname. It's a great one. And their spirit song is electric. Well, I don't even know what it is. I can barely hear it, but it's is it awesome. free bird. Because that'd be cool. <laughs> I doubt it, but that would be cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, I do have one one thing. Um, oh, oh, I do have one more stupidity after you. So, our buddy. I'm not gonna. I, I'm. I'm just not gonna like tell you who it is. I'm gonna let you guess. Do but I it to says guess right here. No, no. You you could just like laugh about it because I don't know. He, I know you know who it is. Um, this is absolutely nothing about Jake Rucker grabs your attention until you watch him play baseball. In that sense, the unassuming, unimposing star third baseman is perhaps the most fitting symbol for the rebirth of the number four balls. Absolutely nothing about Jake Rucker grabs your attention. But what does he mean by that? Like, is like, he saying he doesn't how? look like it? A- how often do you like? What are you else are you looking for at this kid other than him playing baseball? Also, I feel like that could be said for almost any baseball player. Like nothing <laughs> grabs your attention. I, I mean, mean yeah, he's, players, not, he's not Mike Trout. <laughs> I mean, I could not pick Mike Trout out of a lineup. Could not. I could, I mean,
1: if well, you, you put him like, next,
0: he looks like freaking Cog Diesel. So, well, I was about to say, if you put him next to a bunch of like average guys and you were like, pick Mike Trout out, yeah, sure. But if you like put ne- put him next to a bunch of guys that like work out and, you know, exercise, I doubt I could pick him out. Okay. Aaron Judge. He's 6'9. Oh, exa- exactly. Like, like <laughs> what, what are you wanting him to look like? Yeah, exactly. What do you want we Jake just, Rucker to look like. We just named like two of the most like physically gifted players. And that's about the only ones that you could pick out of a lineup. Like, yeah, what, that's the stupidest thing I've heard. That's a dozen. A college kid. Absolutely nothing about Jake Rucker grabs your attention. How about, like, you know, maybe he has a nice smile. I don't know. Like, you <laughs> can't think of you can't think of anything good about Jake Rucker other did, than he's Did, did good say Kid say that? Is Kidd the one who tweeted that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm going to have to get on to him for that. That was mean to say about Rucker. <laughs> oh uh i have one more and kendall rogers tweeted that the ncaa was expected to announce the full capacity uh for the championships kyle britt uh, i don't know who this guy is but i thought this comment was hilarious he says has the sex turn turny in hoover committed to full capacity yet (laughs) the what the sex what is I i just like what what is he try Was he trying to say something else, or was he trying to I say? Think he that? was trying to say the SEC tournament, but he said sex. The sex tourney. The sex tourney. Yeah, but oh, did he spell it like tournament? Okay, that makes more sense. I was okay. <laughs> Woo! I was like, dude. I was he just like, say? but it, but what makes it so great is like he tried to capitalize every letter in SEC, and he spelled sex. So yeah, he I just like emphasized the sex. That's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got one more, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any names. I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus, but I, I gotta say it. I, I gotta say it. If you went ten and one, you better not write ten and zero on anything, anything, anything. <laughs> hey, how many teams get to end their season in a win? It's true. You didn't go ten and zero. Well, you if did you didn't go, go, if you didn't you did go oh and ten, if you didn't go fifteen and zero, <laughs> then you went ten and one. Unless you're Grace Christian and you were cheating the year before and you went ten and zero and tore down the field goal post and all that jazz, that's cool. But <laughs> you went ten and zero or ten and one. Sorry, you went ten and one. I just don't like. I, that's the, those are the same kind of programs that brag about making to the semifinals. But you're not willing to say when you got beat in the first round. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, let's hang a banner because Virginia was the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament a few years ago and lost to the number 16 seed. Yeah, there you go. So hang that great. banner. It's a great point. What? Well, I wonder what – oh, I bet uh, Kentucky went 39-0 that year. Oh, you know who they lost to? The Golden Retrievers. That's a good one. That That is – it's kind of a sucky one, but it is unique. Yeah. <laughs> it, it legitimately – I'm assuming is where they take Airbud and they're like, oh, we have to name them this now. Is it the Golden Retriever or is it just the Retrievers? I'm the pretty planet? sure it's the Retrievers. There are the uh, the Terriers. Wofford is the Terriers. Yeah. I don't like that. That's like the weakest it's dog. It's <laughs> like the weakest dog name on the planet. Oh, yeah, I was naming the Shih Tzu's. <laughs> the Rottweilers. That'd be cool. Yeah. Roddies. Yeah, but so stupid, 10 Get the fuck out of <laughs> Dude, I mean, somebody, commented, like... <laughs> somebody commented on uh, my tweet about if that call was made. Um, that call would not have been made if we were playing the SEC tournament in Nashville. And it said, clearly a flagrant three. This is tum-tum. Clearly a flagrant three. Furry should be suspended and banned from all baseball activities for life, including all derivatives such as but not limited to softball, cricket, kickball, also sliding activities, including slipping electric into DMs. Game needs integrity. I agree. Flagrant really three, I means, love that. That's a great uh, comment. I didn't <laughs> I only read that at first. So the other part wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. But flagrant three, that's funny. I like it. Um, I don't know what this is about to say. It's Tony Vitello from No Context College Baseball, so let's find out. He said he hit him in the nuts. So, yeah, I mean, um, he said he hit him in the nuts. He hit him in the nuts. I mean, I don't know what else you want. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to kill myself. Um, You know what? Hey, just don't lie on my obituary and say I went 10-0. 10-1. All right? (laughs) I'll put it on there for you. God bless. Guys, it's been fun. We appreciate you all tuning in always. Uh, We'll be back Sunday. Hopefully in better spirits, not as angry. I know this is an anger-filled episode, at least from the beginning. Um, Sorry about that. Especially if you're listening in the morning. Nobody wants to drink their coffee and and listen to me yell. So I'm sorry. Uh, But you don't want to miss it either. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to miss it either. Um, But we'll be back, like I said, Sunday night. We look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, thanks again, guys. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.